Hello and welcome to Getting It Done, a podcast about music education and life lessons. I'm your host, Tim Rausenberger, and today is Sunday, January 21st, 2018. This is episode 214, Three Conducting Exercises. Like many of you out there, I'm always trying to find ways to improve as a musician, more specifically as a conductor. There are a lot of cases that could be made that conducting is the most difficult thing to do in all of music. With that said, I'm going to present three different conducting exercises Hopefully, you're doing at least one of the three, if not all three of them, and I hope they can be helpful to you in one way or another. And even if you're already doing any of the three, I may hopefully give you one idea associated with them, which could even alter your thinking and help you to improve. The first one deals with your strong hand. The second one deals with your weak hands, and the third one deals with listening within the ensemble. These exercises could be applied to instrumental or choral ensembles. A lot of people, I think, especially in the choral conducting community, will feel slighted at times because a lot of the conducting exercises always seem to be about Uh, instrumental ensembles, which is very unfortunate. And while I do conduct choruses, I would consider myself definitely more of a band conductor than a choral conductor. With that said, I still think these three exercises can help everyone. All right, let's get right into it. The first one, the conducting countdown exercise. There are a lot of different names They're out there for this exercise. I like to call it the countdown because it goes from eight to one. The premise is simple. You are going to start conducting an eight, eight pattern all the way down to one eight. So you're conducting eight, eight, seven, eight, six, eight, five, eight, four, eight, three, eight, two, eight, and then finally one eight. The goal is to go from Eight all the way down to one with no stopping, no hitches, no hesitation. At first, this can be daunting if you have not done this exercise before, and you're going to find that it's going to be somewhat challenging to do. Once you get the patterns down, the next step is to really look at yourself, examine yourself or have others look at you to see how consistent the patterns are. Which of the eight is the weakest one that you do? You know, we could say that something like a four pattern is our strongest pattern, but you may find out that coming out of a five, eight meter and going into a four, eight or four, four, you may find that 
your second beat or third beat within the pattern may lack the clarity to convey to the players exactly where you are within the beat. Now, of course, there are so many things to consider as a conductor, and one of them, not only with this exercise, is your strong hand, but also your weak hand. So one thing that you can implement, and this is not the second exercise, by the way, but one thing you can implement with this uh, count, countdown exercise is doing things with your weak hand. We'll just call it your left hand for now. Doing things with your weak hand while you're doing this exercise. Okay, just flashing different types of cues. And, and the one thing that's important, and I don't want to forget to say this, uh, but the idea of this exercise is to be uh, conducting everything in eighth notes. So you're not going to go from 5-8 into 4-4. Four, four. I, I, I'd said that before. You can practice it that way. That would be certainly a very big challenge if we were to go from 8-8 to 7-4 to 6-8 to 5-4 to 4-8. There's another exercise you could do that really mixes things up. The whole uh, reason I started doing this exercise uh, back in college was because I was really challenged by a lot of uh, 20th century music and uh, particular composers like Igor Stravinsky, where his music changed meters so often. And I had such a difficult time trying to go from one into the next and keeping the tempo consistent, uh, which was not easy. So this is a really powerful exercise. I think it's one that you should be doing all the time, no matter where you are in your development as a conductor. Now, number two is the opposite, where you're going to be working on your weak hand, which we'll call our left hand for right now, because most people conduct with their right hand, with or without a baton. And a lot of, for a lot of people, that's their strong arm. So we're going to talk about the weak hand here and specifically ways to develop independence. So many people struggle with conducting and you are saying to yourself, what am I supposed to do with the other hand? Maybe you've been to that workshop before where somebody gets on your case and tells you to stop looking like a marching band drum major where you're just simply mirroring your arms. And I have to be honest with you, I've seen a lot of great conductors who have actually used both arms at times. So it's not, not necessarily the worst thing in the world. I can't say that they do it the entire performance, but it's not necessarily the worst thing if both arms are mirroring each other. With that said, we're trying to find ways to develop independence. And the best way I've found to do this in terms of conducting or anything else in music, like if you're playing an instrument and perhaps your left hand is very weak on the piano, spend 24 hours, or it could just be an hour, or it could be a week or a month, spend that time consecutively and do all the things you would normally do with your 
right hand or your strong hand and make your weak hand do all of those things. It could come down to, it's you're essentially going to be working on your daily routine. So eating, showering, <laughs> sorry, but going to the bathroom uh, and just simply putting on, taking off clothes, all of these daily routines we're so used to doing that the only way that you've probably ever found yourself doing these things is if you have broken one of those parts of your, uh, your strong arm and you probably, you were probably rather miserable. Just simply something as basic as writing with your weak hand. It, the idea is to develop muscle memory. The idea is to make more of a connection between that weak appendage and your brain. By doing these exercises, you will be amazed at how much better your conducting is and how much more independent that weak hand can be. Exercise number three is one that I can't really think of any one person who's told me this before, but it has to do with ways of listening to your ensemble. Here's the challenge. Let's say you have a 45-minute rehearsal and you are conducting a chorus of 20 students your challenge is to try to key in on all 20 voices, but not at the same time. You want to listen to each person individually, and that's very difficult. If you are a wind conductor or uh, an orchestra conductor, the idea is to do this with each of the instruments and try to key in. You may not be able to do it with each, uh, each individual player. You may have to do it with uh, small groups or sections, but the more that you can cue in and really focus on one particular part, you will be absolutely amazed at how much better your listening skills will become in an ensemble. One of the way, the, the things that caused me to really think about this actually had nothing to do at all with conducting a live ensemble. It had to do with my first purchase of my stereo system, in which I was listening to Stravinsky's Rite of Spring. The recording I was listening to, and I don't remember uh, which ensemble I had been listening to at the time, what, which conductor, because since that time I've listened to so many interpretations, and I have gone on to really greatly admire a lot of a lot of the uh, recordings out there of that work but whichever one I was playing at that particular time was one that I knew well and I knew it well because it was the only CD I owned of the recording and I listened to it frequently when I was trying to buy my dream stereo system 
I was trying, uh, I tried out about 10 different systems, different, different types of combinations of speakers and amplifiers. And I will never forget this one spot in Rite of Spring where there was a French horn passage in it was it's clear as day clear as a bell in the score and i never heard it once until that moment when i found the stereo system i wound up purchasing and i said to myself wow all those times i listened to it i never heard that horn part and it was the first time I said, holy moly, this is, I, I actually, I just heard that. I heard that incredible French horn part that I've been missing all these years. And it, and it's always been there and I just needed the right equipment. And what I did was I translated it into all the things that we're probably missing when we're conducting our ensembles. I mean, let's tackled the elephant in the room here most of us as conductors miss a lot of things when we're listening live as it's happening and things that you might be able to hear after the fact well that doesn't do you a bit of good if you're in the moment and you can't correct them right away so while this is not the fourth exercise, one thing that you may want to also consider doing is uh, recording yourself. Recording, even not even necessarily uh, recording yourself uh, uh, in terms of a video recording. You could just do an audio recording and be able to listen back and find out what type of intonation and balance and blend, blending issues you're having within your ensemble. And find out what type of role you're playing in the grand scheme of everything. So I hope that these three basic uh, exercises are helpful to you in any way. I'll have more down the road. But uh, if you have some of your own that you'd like to share with me, I'd be happy to uh, put them into a future podcast. Uh, please subscribe to this podcast. I do this for the benefit of everyone out there. I want us all to learn and to get better. And I never, ever try to act like I am a know-it-all. I would like to believe that I am just a lifelong learner who has a fair amount of experience that I like to share with others. Find me on, on iTunes, on SoundCloud, Subscribe, share with others. It's the greatest compliment we can receive as podcasters. And happy conducting.